Hi, I'm Joel of Heart City Church, and friend, I invite you to take your eyes off those new Jordans, that great vacation spot, that rock star we adore, that sports team or athlete having the greatest season. Yes, we were made to marvel and wonder, but those things in our world that cause us to just say, ooh, they're actually signposts meant to direct our eyes to the maker of all those things, God. And Psalm 149 tells us, we are privileged to praise the source of every joy. Psalm 149, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. The final five psalms all begin and end with calls to praise the Lord. And this is our privilege because we're hardwired to be utterly awed by the splendor of our great God. And we see that wonder of God, it must define and give shape to the life of the church. And we hear how we're to give praise to God and the assembled people by singing a new song. And what this is getting at is the new thing God has done for us. What's the new thing? Well, we hear in verse 2 that God is our maker and we're to be glad in our king. And scholars believe that in the time this was written, David had conquered Zion and Israel had truly become an independent nation. What this means for you and I today, as the continuing church, the Israel of God, is that Jesus has come to earth and conquered, and he is now king of all, Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And you and I sing a new song because he has remade us. We are new creations in Christ our King. And the amazing thing is that while we delight in praising our God, our God delights in us and crowns us with victory. What other religion has a God who comes humbly down to meet us where we are, raises us up to glory, and then dances with delight over us? See Zephaniah 3.17. This is such joy that we don't only praise God on Sunday in the assembly, but we do it the other six days of the week. We see it as our honor. We even praise God in our beds. Now, there's something else that we do the same time we praise. We read about being armed with swords, inflicting vengeance on peoples, binding kings in shackles. Now, sadly, the church historically has taken this literally at times, and they would see it as their right to go to war against unbelieving nations. Friends, this is not what the New Testament teaches. It is true that in King David's day, the people were called to take up swords as David went up to Zion. But in the day of King Jesus, David's greater son, who has now ascended to heaven in the resurrection, what are our marching orders? They are to put on the armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10-20, and to take up the weapons of warfare that tear down enemy strongholds, 
2 Corinthians 10.4, but they're not physical ones. Actually, the spiritual weapons Jesus has given us are far more powerful. We've been given the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and we are to advance the gospel of Jesus throughout the world. And Psalm 149 says that this is the glory of his people. Friend, have you ever dreamed of being part of something great? But then you look at your life and you think, huh, there's no way. Friend, there is. If you're a Christian, you are the most powerful person on the planet because you have the Holy Spirit, God Almighty living in you. And you have been enlisted and equipped to march into enemy-occupied territories to set the captives free. And doesn't that just amaze you? Jesus won the victory at the cross, and he could have simply dispatched of Satan as his entire demonic horde with a flick of his pinky finger, all gone, just like that. But instead, he has chosen to take weak people like you and me, give us his combat plans, equip us with his own armor, so that we could march out confidently and bring in his kingdom. So why did he do this? Why do we get to join in the rescue mission and crushing of Satan's head? Well, friends, somehow Jesus gets more glory when you share in the joy of his victory. <laughs> so let's praise God for that. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.